Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my two absolutely fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be discussing Team China's unfortunately dismal performance at the Asian Cup and who is to blame, who's not to blame, what needs to be done. So many questions and we're going to try and answer some of those questions for you, or at least give our opinions on some of those questions. And let's get underway. Tian Yu. Look, uh, Team China, um, you know, I've, I've said it was a dismal performance. Mm. Um, I guess some people, well, a lot of people would probably agree. Some would disagree. Yeah, yes. um, All of us. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What, what have you made of the performances and, um, you know, who should be blamed for mm. this accident? You know, what's, what's the scenario that Team China are mm. facing right now? Mm. Honestly, I think no one really expect this Chinese team to get any good results before this tournament started. All we were asking for is just to see at least some improvements. Mm. And yet and they, some fight. Yeah. Some spirit, yeah. Yeah, and yet they failed their fans again, as they have always done in the past few years. <sighs> Putting it lightly there. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what, what's the good result mm. um, supposed to be? A goal would be Maybe, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, just one goal would have been great. At least... At least advance... <laughs> Yeah, at it least um, the knockout stage. That's yeah. what I said when we did a podcast a couple. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I said mm. if they don't at least advance to the knockout stages, then mm. I think it's a dismal failure. Mm. Because I yeah. think the look. I mean, Qatar very strong opponents, but the other groups, uh, the other participants in the group it was Tajikistan and Lebanon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. I mean, come on. Yeah. What are your uh, thoughts there, Tianyu? In their third group match against Qatar, it was so obvious that Qatar would let their best players take a rest yeah. and as they had already secured a place in knockout stage but the coach Jankovic just still chose a defensive tactic he chose a 5-3-2 formation against Qatar's reserve team I guess his favorite uh, his coaching <laughs> idol must be uh, yeah. Jose Mourinho <laughs> or some who yes. else is super defensive there's a couple in the Premier League yeah. but he's probably the most famous one mm-hmm. I just don't know what the, what is going on in his mind uh, China mm. had to win this game and uh, in fact, it it is they stand a chance to to win if they could play could have played more aggressively. But if they did, do you not think that they could have potentially opened themselves up to concede? Because mm. you know, in a game like that where you have to win, mm. and if you don't win, potentially other mm. results going your way could let you go through. Mm. So I understand they had to win, but if they did draw, mm. I think if one or two other results went China's way, they were still potential that they could have gone yeah, through to the next that's round right. mm. i mean look i agree with you i think it was overly cautious but mm. do you think that if they went all out they could have potentially opened themselves up for even greater risk of failure well looking back at the past three matches it seemed to me that the chinese players were always very nervous on the pitch they they just too they're just too scared to lose the games mm. and it seems like their only goal was was not to was to not concede any goal it's true that in the in, in the previous two matches they didn't concede a goal, but it's not because their defense was really strong. It's because the attacking quality of the team Tajikistan and Lebanon are pretty poor. Yep. Yeah, and they created history on this tournament for not scoring a single goal. And the f- the forwards like Wu Lei and Wei Shihao didn't seize the only few opportunities they got in the front. And uh, w- with the the, with five defense, defensive players in the back, the midfield couldn't create any chances. But I mean, can you blame 
China and Jankovic for being so defensive considering how poor their, uh, mm. you know, pre-tournament results were. I think they lost to Hong Kong, China. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hong Kong, China. But there yeah. was other, there was another, uh, basic, so there were two pre-tournament games that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the tournament, they, their morale would have been incredibly low. Um, so it makes sense that they were scared going into those games because like you said, you know, they don't want to disappoint their fans and there mm. is so much pressure coming from the Chinese football fans. I feel like the expectation and the passion mm. from the fans is, is incredibly wild. Mm. Um, but, you know, like you said, you would have liked to have seen more fight and more attacking verve mm. and just some chances being taken because there are one or two attacking quality players in that Chinese team, you know, a couple that you mentioned. Um but considering where they came from going into the tournament, was it their only option to play that defensively, particularly in the earlier games? Uh, I don't think so. If you don't have <laughs> any players on the field to be able to pass threatening balls, yeah. you couldn't. You didn't stand a chance to at least uh, create goal scoring opportunities. opportunities. Yeah. yeah. But in, mm. in that current China squad, is there that quality in the midfield to to do that? Were, yeah. So were they were they either was Jankovic in particular, mm. was he either doing what he believed he only could do with the squad that he had, or did he have a squad that was capable of creating and scoring chances and actually held them back out of fear or, th- you know, defensive tactics? I think t- Jankovic is totally messed up with his tactics. He <laughs> just doesn't know what kinds of players uh, he he has mm. at, at his disposal. He puts Wu Lei to, I think, the center forward position. Mm-hmm. But Wu Lei is really... He's he's like uh, between a striker yeah, and this, uh, the winger, right? Like num- yeah, he's the player oh, that can okay. make breakthroughs. So like a number in, ten slash winger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah. more creative as opposed to an out-and-out yeah, goal but scorer. Instead, he put him to the the, the position that he's not comfortable with. Mm. I Always think that, a mistake. That, no yeah. matter how good the player is, if they're playing out of position, you're not going to see the best of them. That mm. kind of undermines his performance on the pitch, and that's mm. why he. Uh, kind of struggled during the previous uh, three matches. So going back a little bit, when you look at the coach and the squad and you analyze their performances over the three games, who do you think is to blame? Is it a combined effort or is it just the coach or just the players? I think, yeah, the whole team just like mired down in a big struggle. They are, mm. they should all take the blame. But for me, Jankovic needs to take the blame first because mm. he didn't show any tactical improvement. Mm-hmm. Yang Guang, when you mm. look at Jankovic and the performances um, of the team and, you know, the, the tactical setup and, you know, like uh, Tian Yu touched on, you know, the, the missed chances and the overly cautious tactics from Jankovic and um, I, I suppose a very timid performance from some of the players that, like Tian Yu said, looked a little bit concerned, more concerned about losing as opposed to wanting to win. What are your thoughts on the performances over the, the three games? Mm, well, I thought China would face some difficulties um, in the group stage, but I didn't expect it would be so ugly on the offensive side of the mm. game. It's the first time China has failed to score a single goal in the Asian Cup group games. As a comparison here, in the last edition, China scored five goals in the group stage in 2019. But this year, it seemed like the goal became kind of smaller um, <laughs> for Chinese players. I think zero goals in three games is more embarrassing That's and humiliating. Yeah, I'm sorry, than, no matter how good or bad a team is, to not score a single goal, I think, is disgraceful. Yeah, mm. More humiliating than, um, than the exit, per se. And I mean, I didn't see much of... 
as you said, creative plays from the Chinese players. Every pass and every touch on the opponent's half looked like a struggle that is going nowhere. It's like a machine struck on every step of a complete set of working procedures.、Mm. You, you don't know where it would stop working. It's like the Chinese players were thinking. Okay, let's play as far as we can instead of thinking. Let's get the job done, putting、mm. the goal into the net.、Um, the Chinese players do look better、uh, in terms of their endurance throughout ninety minutes. I will give Coach Yankovic that.、Mm. I, I noticed in the first two games that China always had、um, stamina advantage in the late stages of the games.、Mm. They were able to overrun their opponents and create the momentum based on that. But、and do not, nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not even the finishing touches.、Um, Team China don't know how to do in the final third.、Mm. There's no one stepping up and comb the attack, set up the play, and direct the players where to attack.、Um, that's why they couldn't score despite having the clear advantage on the pitch.、I、Particularly against、uh, Lebanon and Tajikistan, right? Yeah. Like those were games where surely there should have been at least in one of those two games where they could have either scored a goal or at least secured a result.、Mm, yeah. I mean, I think draws against those teams were that was the killer. Yeah.、Mm. So I, I have to say, Yankovic <laughs> should shoulder the blame for this because he paid too much attention to、um, avoiding the players to have fatigue issues、mm. that he ignores the creativity issues. Well, there are so many issues to deal with. Uh, I guess he can't cope with all of that at the same time. There's there are too many holes on this bucket.、Mm-hmm. The Chinese team. Yeah.、Um, I guess we just don't have the right players、mm-hmm. um, that are good enough to complete. To, I mean, to block the, all the holes. Is that the case? I mean, how much from your side of things? How much is, of it is down to the players as opposed to Yankovic and not being able to get the best out of them? To be honest,、um, these twenty-three players, I guess, are the best players we we've got so yeah, far. Of course.、Um, yeah. But、um, this generation of top players are aging already.、Mm. Um, a lot of them are in their thirty-six, thirty-seven.、Mm. Yeah. So thirty-four. And、you can't be planning a future with a squad、yeah. that's aging, yeah. and we yeah. don't have reliable youngsters coming up.、Mm. So the, it, it's a big issue. Yankovic. Has made mistakes, but、um, I really blame、um, this whole system not generating any、yeah. fresh up young players. So do you think it goes all the way back to a grassroots level and yeah, not bringing it through it, enough enough talent? It, it, I mean, I know we're going way back, but I mean, if、mm. we're looking at the situation now,、mm. and if there's an aging squad that hasn't performed and reached their peak,、mm. and there's also not that much young talent coming through, I mean, that's that's a pretty dire、uh, situation for、yeah. Team China. I mean, what what? What is the go forward from here? It can be a ten-hour conversation. Yeah, <laughs> but、uh, I think Yankovic should be should be the coach who upgrades this squad, not fixing issues、yeah. for this squad.、Mm-hmm. Speaking of Yankovic, Tianyu,、mm. do you think that he should stay or should he go? What is what would you do with、uh, with Yankovic at this point? I mean, bear in mind, look. Yang Guang said, "We've seen some improvements. We've、mm. seen improvements in fitness, which I don't. I mean, you know, we, maybe let's make him a fitness coach. I mean, anybody, I, I could make a, ch- a, a team fit, to be honest. <laughs> But I, when it comes to this level, when you, you know, at a continental championship like the Asian Cup, and you're coming up against the best teams in Asia, fitness is not going to do it.、Mm. You know, a lot of it comes down to tactics and being able to relate to players and being able to get the best out of them. There's so many elements that need to be taken care of." Um, and it doesn't seem like Yankovic was able to 
to manage any of that. I'm sure mm. there's a lot of issues. Like, I don't know how much time he's had with the squad. I'm sure there's language issues, cultural differences. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of elements that we aren't aware of as, as journalists and as fans as well. But looking at the situation and just looking at it on paper, I mean, you know, if, if I'm the head of the Chinese Football Association and I'm sitting down with Jankovic, how can he explain it and what can be done besides, like, how can he justify his position with the team? Uh, first of all, I think uh, the answer is for sure. He should definitely go because I, I think he's... Tactics. Entirely, so just yeah. you know, so not even re- retain a role in the squad. From my side, yes, okay. his tactics, his his option of players, he just don't have the ability to stimulate the best out of the out of the players mm-hmm. and to even to choose the right players for the right for the position. So yeah, he should definitely go. And uh, but I think replacing Jankovic doesn't change the. The current situation of the Chinese mm. team, because mm. you well, know, speaking of that, what can mm. be done? Because there's a lot of things coming up. There's World yeah. Cup qualifiers, and that's mm. huge. Mm. Um, so, they, even though this has been a massive disappointment, I think that the squad uh, needs to get over it very quickly, mm. and you know, um, very important elements of it need to be of the squad need to be adjusted. And I guess it starts with coaching. So, mm. l- going forward, you know, I su- okay, so you've you've established that the coach needs to go. Mm. Um, but in terms of what they can do to improve quickly, mm-hmm. what do you think that answer is? Uh, I think just like Yang Wang said, this team is is struggling with an age issue. There, mm. l- look at it. Uh, but that can't be solved in a couple of yeah. months. That's that's mm. the problem. The, yeah. the thing is, they, they don't have much time to to have a transitional period. Yeah, I think uh, looking past that, uh, looking back at the tournament, uh, defender Zhang Lingpeng may be the biggest highlight of them. Uh, of the of this team and the Jiang Guantai yeah Jiang Guantai is good yeah. but to Zhang be fair they only conceded one goal so <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't we can't really blame the, the defenders or the yeah. goalkeeper because to be fair as well that goal mm. from Qatar that mm. volley was beautiful mm. so I mean I, I guess that's one positive we can look at is that the defensive mm. efforts of the team were, were great mm. maybe yeah. we can keep uh, Jankovic as a defensive coordinator yeah I think that, that I think we need to give more opportunities and focus to the next generation mm. we, players like Zhu Chenjie Jiang Shenjie and Dai Weijing, they they need to become the new core of this team so that there could be more vitality injected into the squad. Is this the right squad. time, though, with World Cup qualifiers coming up? Yeah, of course. They can be the mainstay f- of this team for like in t- 10 years' no, time. No, I agree with you. But the thing is, when you've got something important coming up, is that the right time to just say, hey, youngsters, you let's see what you can do? As a, and, and getting rid of the experienced players. You know, it's a, it's a tricky thing to manage because you mm. do want to give the young, talented players a chance. But World Cup qualifiers, I mean, that's a big deal. Yang Guang, what would you do in this situation in terms of Yankovic and what the the um, the path forward is for for China in the short term and the long term? Uh, first of all, I totally agree with um, Tian Yu. Um, Yankovic did his part of the job by strengthening the physical consistency of the um, whole team. But, but is that a coach? Like for me, is that a football manager's job? I mean, for me, that's like a fitness and you know strength coach's role. Like I, I get that that is one positive we can look at because we can't just say he's terrible. But I mean, you know, no one's ever praised Ferguson or Mourinho for getting players' fitness and strength up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you give Ferguson or Mourinho 11 kits to play the English Premier League, they can't succeed. Yeah. But um, I did see some positive things Jankovic brought to this team. Mm. I, I didn't see a single Chinese player suffer cramp, not only in the Asian Cup games, but for quite some time recently. And uh, the team did quite well um, in terms of the discipline and mm. the defensive 
parts of the game. Yeah, that's important because I, I know like it's frustrating as a fan because you want to see your team playing expansively and going out there and trying to score goals. But it's a, always a good foundation to start mm. with, mm. Um, you know, strong defensive efforts and uh, discipline. Yeah, it's a good basis for mm. success. But um, it's just a, a little part of a complicated formula for winning. Uh, Jankovic's attacking tactics, it's like there's none. <laughs> <laughs> and his selection of players, as um, Tianyu said, was just awful. Um, he placed uh, Liu Bingbing, a left winger at mm. the club level, to left midfielder. Mm. Uh, Wang Shangyuan made countless mistakes in the opening game, but mm. still started the second game mm. anyway. I don't get it. I wonder and, how much of that is down to, you know, because obviously there's language barriers and cultural barriers. I wonder how much of those strange selections mm. are down to the fact that Jankovic probably didn't relate to the players very well. I know there's, you know, translators and everything, but it seems like there is a disconnect between Jankovic and some of the star players in particular. I mean, you've got some of your best players playing out and, of position. Yeah, and speaking of um, the star players, naturalized the player, Ikerson, should have been called up. Yeah. Um, he's probably one of the few, few players that mm. can be qualified playmaker for Team China now. Which mm. they needed desperately. Yeah. yeah, even though he's turning kind of old and slow now. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's only one criteria in Jankovic's call-up book, um, good strength, and, and that's it. See, that's my issue. Like, let's keep him as a fitness or strength coordinator. But I mean, that's not going to cut it at the top level. You need yeah. a lot more than mm. that. I mean, it's not a marathon race. No. It's a football game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I I took it too far. But uh, looking ahead, I think Team China should regroup to solve the attacking problems before the World Cup Asian qualifiers restarts. China still needs to face Thailand and South Korea in the group stage. Two pretty strong teams. Yeah. Uh, there's no time to rest, and they need to confirm a new coach as soon as possible if Jankovic steps down. I was about to press you on that. So now I'm going to get an answer from you. Jankovic, does he stay or does he go? Um, he should be out. Okay. So and we've, uh, got, we've got general consensus here. Jankovic out. Okay. Yeah. And I know Jose Mourinho is available now. <laughs> That's a That's big, true. big dream. Yeah, imagine. That'd be awesome. There were some links about him yeah. and the Team China. Um, I know if the Chinese Football Association is working on that or not. Mm. But um, look, I mean, it's possible. On, yeah, anything's possible. But mm. look, on paper, that always sounds great. But like we've also discussed, you know, the language issues and the cultural issues and just the differences. Do you not think that China would be better off just bringing in a, a, a local coach, even if he's not as experienced or has as impressive of a CV as someone like Jose Mourinho? Just having someone that can relate to the players. Don't you think um, that's important? I guess you're right. Um, because if you think about it, the predecessor of the last local coach. Yeah. Gaohongbo. Um, Gaohongbo, yeah. Mm. He really guided China to a level. Yeah. And Team China hasn't played mm. for quite some time. And I've never it's heard suddenly... of him. But, so I don't know who he is or how extensive his CV is. But just having someone that can relate to the players, it seems like yeah. he was able to bring the best mm -hmm. out of them. Yeah. And I mean, just looking at South Africa as well, the South African rugby team, we've always had local coaches. There's always been foreigners that have wanted the job yeah. desperately because, you know, South African rugby is like such a big thing and it's a prestigious position. But we always only hire local coaches and four-time world champions. Hmm. As far as I know, I don't think a foreign coach of a national team has ever won the World Cup. I don't think, as far as I know. But that being said, in the Premier League, an English manager's never won the Premier League. Can you believe that? 
Yeah. So, you know, but they all, I mean, but all of the Premier League coaches that we've seen that have been successful, I don't know any that didn't speak the language, that didn't speak mm. English. So, you know, there they are pros and cons of having foreign and local yeah. coaches. But, yeah. I, you know, from my side of things, and I mean, look, I'm not integrated into the Chinese squad or, or anything like that. But from the sounds of things, I think they could really use somebody that understands them. Mm. And I don't think a foreign coach will ever have the same understanding of, you know, what players go through on and off the pitch as a local coach would. Thoughts, Yang Guang? Well, um, I have to say I'm partially convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a yeah. local coach does um, have um, the advantage of um, communicating and... Um, um, and understanding, like, just cultural background. At least yeah, he's yeah. familiar with... Uh, because if I'm a foreign coach and I say, look, you need to eat this, this, and this, and Chinese player says, I hate that food, you know, that's not my type of food. Just li- little things like that can mm. really affect the, the, the morale of a squad. Mm. But another issue is that um, I don't think the current Chinese coaches um, have the vision of modern football, of how modern football should be played. Right. Mm. While um, a lot of powerhouses in Asia, like Japan, South Korea, they are matching the level of European teams mm. already mm. with the pace, with the mm. um, touch of football in, in mm. the final third. Yeah. Maybe a foreign coach with a very um, experienced, relatable Chinese assistant. Background. Mm. Something like that. Mm. That's you know heavily involved in the squad day-to-day yeah. in terms of coaching. Mm. That was always a very successful combination at, at Manchester United, for example. So Ferguson kind of oversaw the running of the the club and then you know he would bring in very experienced coaches like Carlos Queiroz and Steve McLaren and people like that to run the day-to-day running of you know um, training the squad so maybe some China could benefit from Mm -hmm. you know having a tactical person like Mourinho at the helm and then having you know two or three very experienced Chinese coaches kind of involved with the squad day-to-day and then reporting back to the experienced manager and then they kind of come up with something yeah we'd be complicated i guess yeah i guess so (laughs) i think another problem that we need to deal with maybe is cronyism we need to i think we need to establish this is a justified system to select the best players to to avoid this issue so that more talented players can can really across the country are able to come to the team Mm, that means giving up the world cup next world cup yeah because that's (laughs) the thing i think china well the chinese football association is going to have to struggle with making decisions in the short term Mm. that could potentially affect the long term because i think where things are right now it's not looking good short term or long term but i think in the time that we are talking now I think the short term has to be more important at least this year Mm. because world cup qualifiers are big right so do you think that Looking at the long term, bringing in young players and focusing on grassroots, etc., that's a big thing. But mm. like, I'll pose this to both of you: What needs to be done right now when China, if they, let's say the managers and all of the bosses get together tomorrow and they need to make decisions about what's going to happen with the national team right now? What's the first thing they need to do? Tianyu, <laughs> no thoughts. What What would you do? Let's say you were the head of Chinese football. What would you do tomorrow to change to turn things around? Well, for me, I would first call up Ikerson, okay, and um, and stick to the playing style for Jankovic. Mm-hmm. But um, I I would pay more attention, more focus on attacking side of the game. Okay, and uh, we need players to have kind of teamwork that they are familiar with each other, mm-hmm. and um, play them especially to the the opponents that are lower ranked than Team China, like. Thailand, yep. like Singapore, 
we need to play the proper attacking football against yeah. those mm, teams. Yes. Then against um, teams like South Korea, then we be a need to be reserved. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tian Yu, from your side, what would be the first thing that you do? Yeah, I totally agree with Yang, with Yang Guan. Yeah. So you also just be a little bit more cautious against the stronger teams and be more yeah, attacking I, with the supposedly lesser ranked teams. Yeah. And in terms of the, uh, a coach, would you get rid of Yankovic tomorrow? The biggest reason I, I, I would choose to let Yankovic out is that uh, Tajikistan and Lebanon is not Brazil. No. <laughs> yeah, and he chose... The, the 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 tactics against uh, powerhouses like Brazil and when exactly. facing teams like weaker teams like uh, Lebanon and China Tajikistan, had, China had less ball possession against Tajikistan. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. inexcusable. So a, a coach that knows when to pull the trigger mm. against you know supposedly weaker teams and being more cautious against the stronger teams, I guess that is a good way to start going into the World Cup qualifiers and then. I suppose a more in-depth analysis can happen once that comes to an end. And I guess it also depends on China's performances in those games on how they're going to move forward. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic. And we'll see you then. (laughs) 